if you're not into styling trees, who cares? As long as you look at that tree and you go, that's fabulous, that's my memories, that's my family, that's what I love, that's all that matters. Hey everyone, my name is Chris and welcome to the Click Collective podcast, I Started a Business. This show is all about inspiring, encouraging and motivating e-commerce enthusiasts and entrepreneurs by sharing successful small business stories. Click Collective is the first co-working space built around the needs of an e-commerce community and we're home to some pretty cool brands. Each episode, we'll sit down with one of our members and chat about their journey, why they started, how they're going, their highs and lows and everything in between. This episode, we sit down with Nicole Kelleher, the owner and head designer at My Christmas, the Australian Christmas specialist for 16 years running. Nicole, how are you? Very good. Nice to be here. (laughs) Welcome to I Started a Business. We're very excited to have you on. We'll start with the question that we start with every podcast that we do is the old faithful. Tell us who you are, a little bit about your company and how you got started. My name is Nicole Kelleher. I have had the business now for 16, maybe even 17 years. I've stopped counting. Your business is My Christmas. My Christmas, that's right. (laughs) Oh my God, that's terrible. That's right. Yes, mychristmas.com.au, sell (laughs) Australia-wide. And uh, so we started always with the aim of being e-commerce, but I think I've always had a retail kind of niggle. So I had pop-up shops to begin with. So the first couple of years we had pop-up shops And then we took permanent leases, but always opened seasonally. And then in uh, 2021, we moved to just online. So, um, yeah, it's been quite a ride and I've enjoyed most of it. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. I enjoy having my own business. Yeah, cool. And and what inspired you to sell Christmas decor? I was actually going through the gift market or gift fair here Mm -hmm. in Melbourne with a girlfriend and we sort of, what's the next venture that I'd had my own business prior to this and uh, we came across Christmas and she's like oh my god you're so good at that and anyway I sort of just started to think really it was about a niche at the time we did not have the products that they had overseas and I've been lucky enough to travel and couldn't find anything here so I thought you know what why don't I see if I can source it and create that ambience and style that people like from America in particular. Yeah and as you said Christmas decorations are a pretty niche market would you have a one season peak being Christmas based and you kind of go up and then you go down for the rest of the year? How does that work? Yeah. So particularly when we had the retail store, when you have Christmas decorations, so the Christmas gift market is the busiest in December, mm. but for Christmas decorations, the busiest time is the end of November, beginning of December, because everyone needs to put their tree up. So the 1st of December is the peak day. This is particularly when you've got a retail store. So of course, e-commerce, it's a little bit before that. So we're really starting to hit our peak now. Now, yeah. Yeah. We used to have 25% of our annual business done in 10 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So people would say to me, you know, in October, how's business going this year? I'm like, Ask me on the 2nd of December and I'll tell you how the year's been because I couldn't tell them till then. Yeah. So it was always a bit um, worrying. Now it's it's a little bit flatter actually because we do a lot more pre-orders. Yep. So with our clients, particularly when they missed out on stock during 2020, they are really happy to buy in advance because they don't want to miss out. And I use this term lovingly. We call Christmas nuts our Christmas fans who just <laughs> love Christmas and think all year about, about decorating. Yeah. They want to know when you're getting stuff, what's coming in. So we do a lot more pre-orders of that. And that helps sort of flatten it out a little bit more. Yeah, cool. And when you were starting the business, was that a concern being such a seasonal market? I probably didn't give it enough thought, Uh, (laughs) let's be honest. And I was in a privileged position. So it was a second income for our 
family. Oh, okay, yeah. So my husband had a full-time gig. So, you know, at, at the time I had young children. I had a three- and five-year-old. So, you know, that tip, typical struggle of, you know, fitting it all in and looking at it as a part-time business. And I think that we have looked at ways to kind of try and even out the curve. Like at one stage we did, Chris, uh, sorry, party range yep. so that you could have that throughout the year. The problem was you've always got limited resources and retail, whether it's warehouse space or, or you know, um, your store space. Mm. So you get to Christmas, you've got to sort of pack all that away to yep. make room. So then the market you've built up is going, where's the party on yeah. it now? So it didn't quite work as well as we'd hoped yep. uh, doing that. And you mentioned pre-orders and obviously mm. you peak it. Well, you, the massive period is the end of November, early December. At what point do you start preparing for that holiday season? Like when does that work begin? Up to COVID, every January I was on a plane to Dallas to just start my buying. Yeah. So basically for me as the business owner and sort of the marketing, so my primary job is the marketing of the business and the team would kind of keep selling during December, but I'd always feel like my job was kind of done. So my head would turn to planning and I'd start doing all of the analysis of what's gone well, what hasn't, and build that up so that I'd have my reports ready to go to the market in um, Dallas in January. So do you travel overseas to then find your products outsourced and then bring them to Australia? Yes. Do you import them from overseas? Yeah, we actually, I don't do direct importing from China. and That's a personal choice in that I just quite frankly, just the whole hassle of it. Mm. So I choose to buy some lines that we buy in larger quantities that are exclusive to us through either local suppliers or through my US suppliers. Now, some of those lines will come directly to us from China, but I'm not working with the factories. Of course, that means the margins aren't quite as big, but they're bigger than just a standard retail margin, which is good. Yeah, okay. And you you mentioned you had a physical store for many years Mm. prior to going to online. How has that decision impacted your business in a good and a or positive in a negative way? From a positive perspective, the pressure's off a bit for me, particularly, I mean, I gosh, I feel for business owners at the moment, the, the struggles to get staff, you know, this year has been so hard with everyone ill mm. all the time. If you had a physical store that you are trying to staff, I know my daughter works at a, a fabulous little retailer and um, they've just always got staff shortages at the moment. So I'm so glad that I don't have that that I'm dealing with. It's a lot easier here because yep. if we have to, we can lock up, send a note to clients and say, I'm sorry, there's going to be a few days delay. Yep. And clients really miss it. So the negative is... I'm still getting calls two years. So this is our second season of not having a store. Yeah. Every day I'm getting calls saying, where's your store located? You know, and, and even though we try and connect everyone through all of the socials and you know, email and so forth, yeah. they don't have the message and they still want to see, touch and feel the store. Yeah. Do you have some sort of showroom here at Click? Do you use your space in, as that? Because I know you, you have it beautifully decorated. <laughs> I walk past it and I feel like it's December every day. It's amazing. I don't at the moment. So we just to explain that in a little detail, we created a little photo corner, which mm-hmm. is great so that we can create content for our socials. And also I do a lot of Facebook Lives and I'll yep. do more Instagram um, live posts and I can use that as a backdrop, which is fantastic. Yeah. But I am beginning to realise that what my clients need from me here mm. is an area where I have one of everything that yeah. they can come and see. So that will be something that I will look to implement for next year. Yeah, so next season, I guess. And you've yeah. got plenty of time obviously during the year, the, the low kind of periods. <laughs> um, and you mentioned that you ended your lease at the end of 2021 and that's when you um, got rid of your store, went entirely online. Was that due to COVID in 2020? I know you did a lot of live streams and, and really made the most of the situation, but was that decision based because of 
COVID issues or was it just time to move into a different aspect? The number one reason I made the decision was I had a terrible landlord. Oh, I had, wow. I had ceiling fire tiles falling oh, down on no. us because there was water leaking. Yeah. We'd been there three years. She wasn't going to fix anything. The yeah. agent wasn't helping. And quite frankly, you get to a certain point, it's like, why am I doing this? This is just causing me more angst. So mm. to take the pressure off. And then one of the reasons I'm here at Click is mm. also I refused to sign another lease. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted somewhere where I had flexibility and I yeah. wasn't dependent on someone who was going to treat us badly mm. when we've always tried to treat our landlords with total respect. So we had a situation where during COVID, you know, a lot of staff, you know, we all had to work in really difficult situation. Everyone was exhausted at the end and we had all been working together for quite some time or a number of us, up to seven years I had had staff and we were all sort of at a stage where it was like I need to do something else. Yeah. And so it was great because that was fine for them. I wasn't letting staff down so it was kind of I had a few staff who wanted to move on and I also was looking to make a change and it was just like, you know what, all the ducks are lining up, let's do it now. And you're coming up to your, obviously, your first season, I guess, outside of that physical store. Mm-hmm. Uh, second. Second, sorry. Second. So you were, were you still in the retail store at the end of last year? No, no, I moved out in May. How did you manage that? Because I guess that would have been a very big different shift compared to a retail yeah. store, in-person store. How did you manage that? Well, remember, we were still locked up last year. We were. So, so it's weird to think about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and and that's why it's really also hard now to compare figures because you're not comparing apples for apples no, because figures were way up in October and September, October last year. Yep. But our November was down on what it was the previous year because the shops opened and everyone went into the shops. I can see this year it'll be more curved, you know, upwards yeah. as, as normal kind of buying takes over. This is probably hard to answer because you haven't had your season here yet. But mm-hmm. if you thought back to back then with the knowledge you have now, do you think you'd make the same decision of closing down the store? Yes. Personally, it was the right decision. Yeah. And um, a lot of times in business you do things for other people. Mm. So you, you make decisions because you're worried about how it will impact your staff. A lot of people, and I've spoken to other business owners, who will make decisions and continue to do things because they know their clients are grateful you do it but it's not necessarily helping you financially or it's not necessarily helping you enjoy your business. And that was one decision I can say I made that I wanted and I knew was absolutely right for me and I'm glad I did it. And I feel after COVID as well that online shopping is completely different. I guess the people, how they think about it is it's much easier because they had to. They had no other choice during the lockdowns. They had to go online. So now that entire industry is completely changed and you see e-commerce booming. Yeah. Let's move on to the product and the business model. Not only do you supply beautiful Christmas decor, you also provide design consultations. And I know you've done a lot of Facebook live streams and, and things online. What are your top decorating tips for someone who has lived out of home for a while? And I have a joke where I basically get one of those pine tree car <laughs> scent, like scented, yep. whatever you call it, yep. and I blue tack it to the wall and that's my Christmas tree. And you're done. And it stains the wall. every. I have to, I've had to put a paper <laughs> towel behind it because I take it off in January and it's just a green stain on the wall. So what are your top tips for someone like me? Well, first of all, don't do that. Don't, that, don't okay, do that's, that. That's, that's a good learn. tip. Let's it's, a good, it's a good joke. It's a good bit though. <laughs> um, so... First of all, I am not offended when some people say they have no interest in Christmas decorating. It's like, I don't, I don't know, it's like you, you're Collingwood or Carlton, the never, the never the two <laughs> shall meet. So you love Christmas decorating or it's like, you know, oh God, I've got to put it up. That's yeah. fine. I, okay with both. Um, if you are into decorating or you want to increase your, or improve your decorating, the number one is fluff the Christmas tree. 
do not get a Christmas tree, of an artificial tree, out of a box and stick it in a stand. And let me tell you, I go around shops, retail stores, and, and anyone who works in the industry, we're all the same. We look at half the stores and we go, oh, my God, I just want to fluff their Christmas tree. Mm. Take the time. It's once a year. It'll take you an extra half an hour and it'll make all the difference in the world. Yeah. So that's the number one tip. And the other thing I would say is actually invest in the tree and the lights. Yeah. Get that right because you can always buy cheaper decorations and you can build up your decorations. But it's like anything. Get your foundation. Have some good foundation pieces. So if you love to decorate, you know, someone will say they've got a certain amount of money to spend on their Christmas. Don't try and do it all in the first year. Get your tree right. Get your lights right. And then it'll all look fabulous. Going or speaking about trees, do you have a real Christmas tree at home or do you have a fake Christmas tree? An artificial Christmas tree. Sorry, fake is it? Yeah, sorry, artificial. (laughs) Thank you. Yep. Uh, No, I have one year my parents bought a real tree and I was mortified. Mind you, I hated our artificial tree. Maybe that's why I am Mm. where I am now. Um, um, No, I'm definitely an artificial Artificial. tree. Because when you like to decorate, it's impossible to get the same look with a real tree. I get why some people love it. It's the smell for me. And I think it's also... What you grew up with, because people will ask me, which is the best tree? And I I come back, my brothers and I all chose the same type of tree, which is not our most popular tree because that's the type of tree we grew up with. So I think it's always childhood memories that will drive your decision on that. Um, So for me personally, I love an artificial tree and I have got some clients who have changed and they love it now. What you can do, though, if you do change an artificial tree, you can get some of the offcuts at the scouts and even give them some money for it, you know, because mm. they always trim down the, the bottoms of the trees, put it in a vase so you can get the scent yeah, in the okay. house. Okay. You can buy artificial scents as well, but that's yeah. another way to do it. Yeah, okay, cool. Are there certain trends that you've noticed over the years, like are people buying the same kind of products as five, ten years ago or have you seen an increase of in newer-typed products? Like is, is it changing? Absolutely. I think that Australia, you know... Uh, when we started, you know, you would just buy your decorations at a big department store and chuck them on the tree. Now there's everyone's looking at all these magnificent trees, particularly our our um, style is a bit more American. So particularly looking at the American style is in Pinterest and, you know, on Insta and so forth and seeing these magnificent trees and people want the same. So I think our taste and our expectations and our styling has gone through the roof over that time. Yeah. It's it's not like it used to be for people who are into Christmas. They don't just buy, you know, 10 decorations and throw them on a counter. They actually buy 10 decorations and display them, you know, with some additional pieces and, and really give some thought to how they want the whole look to, to be. So yeah. I think it's, it's definitely improved in that way. Do you get most of your inspiration from the American market? Yeah, p- personally, it, it's, I mean, I love some of the European styles. Mm. I've stayed away from it from a retail perspective because the dollar was always so difficult. Mind you, the US is so low now, yeah. it's probably comparable Similar, now to, yeah. to buying European ornaments and even shipping was always dearer out of there. What do you think the main difference between the American Christmas and the Australian Christmas, do you think it's the climate that changes how people decorate their houses and their trees and things? Because I feel American Christmas, obviously, over there a lot of times it's snowing, it's a winter wonderland, and here it's 35 degrees and it's hot. I feel like that's such a difference in how you treat the holiday. 
I always found it fascinating that we'd sell more white trees to Northern Territory and Northern Queensland Mm. than anywhere else. Um, So I don't know. I think some of us dream of that white Christmas when we don't actually have it, particularly if the environment is warmer. I actually think one of the biggest things is that the US, a lot of houses, you know, uh, and I am talking here at the slightly higher economics end, but they've all got really high ceilings, cathedral roofs. So they've got Christmas trees that are, an average tree there would be 2.7 to three over three metres tall, yeah. whereas our average tree here is about two metres tall. Mm. So they are just, you know, it's like the, you know, the bigger in Texas kind of thing. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just bigger. Bigger yeah. is better. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on and talk about your team. So mm. do you have the same staff all year round or do you hire specifically for the holiday season? Um, I've always had the same team all year round, but we've always had casual staff. Yeah, so of staff have, have uh, I've never had um, permanent full-time staff. And, and it's also worked because a lot of my staff have been mums. And so having that flexibility with the kids, particularly having quieter times for sort of six months of the year, in one way it seems like, oh, you know, difficult to work in a an environment where it's so busy for such a concentrated time. But it also means you can do all the things you want to with the kids throughout the year. And then it's only term four that's really chaos. Everyone kind of buckled down for the ride of uh, term four. So, um, yeah, I mean, when we had the store, we had up to 20 people. Now we've got a nice team of five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we do need a little bit more help at the moment. So being in here at Click meant that um, there was someone who was looking for a bit of extra work who was helping one of the other um, units. And so she's come down and helping us as well. So it's fantastic. It's so good. Click is very good with that, that you meet so many different people and you just meet someone who needs an extra bit of work and it's very easy to find people like that. And outside of the Christmas period, obviously you mentioned you go over to America and you start planning. What do you do to keep things moving within the business? As I said, because it's become more fed throughout the year, so we had a very big Christmas in July. We used July to release all of our new stock that was coming and had a Christmas and July pre-order period. So therefore, you've extended your sales period by a couple of months just by doing that. And then actually this year has been a little bit different again because stock that was meant to come last year only turned up. In fact, some of it's still not here. No, oh, yeah. So wow. therefore we're feeding stock through that normally would have all arrived in 2021. Yeah. So uh, people do want to see it all year. We've had, um, and I've actually just finished it now, every week a Facebook Live where I would create something mm-hmm. or share new products and had a group of people who would every week would kick in and make sure that they were there to watch that. Yeah, cool. So that sort of just keeps that momentum going all year and keeping our um, other socials, so the feed on Instagram. Originally I was sort of thinking, why do you want to do Christmas in the off-season? But people who want to see it, want to see it all year. Yeah, yeah people love Christmas. Yeah. I love Christmas. <laughs> I, I said I'm not a very good decorator, but I do. <laughs> I love I'm Christmas carols. Give me the music every... <laughs> Michael Bublé's, Christmas, Michael Bublé's Christmas album is a 365-day album. That's the best. Uh, and we've seen you and your team, mostly on a weekly basis, decorate um, the tree in your mm. space differently. Why is that? Is that for the Facebook Lives? Uh, it's actually for Instagram oh, primarily. Sure. If you could see our unit at the moment, I don't know if you noticed, Chris, when you were past, <laughs> we're actually doing a demo day this Sunday. So yep. we've pa- you know, packed everything up to You've got go the out. wall done, I saw. Yeah, so we've got a second wall for a second... Um, photo area done, which is great. So when we come back from this demo day, we'll be able to set the two trees up 
And the idea is just simply to create content. And also if I sit in front of a tree and I can show the products, people can see the sizes. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with online is you really just don't get an idea. I have clients who buy a four-centimetre ball and they'll think that's great size. That's actually tiny. It's tiny, yeah. <laughs> so if they can see what it is and see it next to the tree and I'm showing them the different products and that's what mm. I'll be doing for the next six weeks is yep. using that space to just keep feeding that information out. And you obviously outsource is it everything you outsource? Do you have your own line at all or? We don't. We do have some exclusive products, but we haven't branded them. Yep. But that is definitely something with margins being squeezed the way they are. Mm. That's something that I'll be looking at next year and started to talk yeah, to a few awesome. of my suppliers yeah, about. Yeah, cool. Mm. That'd be awesome. And with your tree, what do you have a star on top? Do you have an angel? What, what are your <laughs> decorations? Talk to me about your decorations. First of all, we use a spray. So it's very, again, overseas. So you use picks, berries or um, oh. leaves and things out the top of the tree oh. rather than a star gotcha. or angel. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Personally, because I, I keep doing, what am I going to do this year? I'm actually going bright. I just feel like it's... Uh, so I was looking at the colours here, actually, mm-hmm. where you've got the bright green and the blue yeah. um, bit of fuchsia in there. So that's probably going to be my colours at home this you year. You can decorate so our click it. tree. You can I know, get some I, I know. coloured decorations. Yeah, I can't remember who mentioned, but I was like, oh, I'll have to find a tree to put up here for you guys. <laughs> so I will. And so I was looking at the colours. Do you change your designer tree every year? I do because my clients expect it. Yeah, so sure, there is okay. that. I do have my collection. I have a collection of ornaments that, um, in fact, it was the only thing when my husband and I lived overseas when my daughter was born, so 20, 21 years ago, and it was the only thing I really had insured was my Christmas decoration yeah. collection. And so we've just bought from all over the world and the kids have got the Disney crap in there and all of that, and it's fantastic. In fact, I didn't say that earlier. Just do a tree that you love. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it does not have to be stylized. If you're not into styling trees, who cares? As long as you look at that tree and you go, that's fabulous, that's my memories, that's my family, that's what I love, that's all that matters. Christmas is such a nostalgic holiday because it's based around your childhood and the presents. And I feel like, yeah, as you said, the way you decorate your tree is very specific to how you would decorate a tree as as a child. And that goes down generations, I feel like. I mean, I decorate a tree, not my fake tree that I have on the wall, but an actual tree, it's from when I was a child. And little things and ornaments that my parents have kept, I get to hang those up on my tree now. Yep. Let's move on to, we'll continue focusing on you. So mm-hmm. what is your background before you started my Christmas? What were so you doing? So I have a marketing degree. Yep. I have worked in not-for-profit and then I started a business. I actually started my first business, which was stationery for people to do their own wedding invitations. And so back then you couldn't buy beautiful stationery that you yeah. could throw through a printer. So it was right on the cusp of when it was all, you could do home printing and so forth. And then uh, we moved overseas uh, for my husband's work, which you know, it was a great opportunity. And I think once you've got it, you, you've had your own business, I don't think you can really go back to working for anyone else. Mm. So I probably had half a dozen business plans and ideas that I explored until we found the one that was like, yep, this is the one, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And when you had your own retail store, did you do online orders? Was it still e-commerce based or yeah. it's obviously a lot more now? Did you have any sort of experience prior to doing it all online or was it all just figure it out? All online was figured out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, how far has it gone? Even, I mean, for anyone who's listening to this, the one thing that, you know, it can be quite overwhelming to think about the expense and all the technical mm. side of setting up, but it is so much easier now. Like when we started, we had to have um, IT people who'd create your website and you had to have them do everything for you because you couldn't do anything yourself. Whereas now, I mean, we use Shopify. You know, all of this is just in-house, easy. I built the last website. I'd been quoted $20,000 for someone else to build it. Mm. I have no IT experience, but, you know, it's so user-friendly now. 
now you can do those yeah. sort of things yourself. So there's, you know, as long as you're not afraid of a computer, I think as long as you're comfortable using it, yeah. you can do a lot of that stuff yourself. But yeah, I think it was always had a, some sort of e-commerce element to it. Yeah. And you mentioned the ladies that are in your team throughout the year. Do they have different roles with marketing and websiting? Or I think it was mainly warehouse based. Um, they're warehouse yeah. based. I do have one lady who helps me with the um, socials, although she's actually mm-hmm. been um, unwell this year. Yep. So I've been doing it myself. Okay. But she's she's my kind of sales and marketing kind yep. of person I chat to most yeah, about okay. that and work together on that. Yep. Yeah, which is good. And it's nice to have someone you can, you know, yeah. talk through ideas. And, and thinking about the future, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self <laughs> or aspiring business owners looking to get into a niche market like this? Uh, Yeah, I was thinking about, you mentioned this question before we started, I was thinking about that. I think the main thing is to not be afraid. You've got to trust your gut to a degree. You've got to do the research. You've got to do some um, work. And I think you either have to have some basic business knowledge of just really basic budgeting and, and basic marketing, or know that your business is in a situation that you can afford to employ someone to work with you on that, whether it's a um, virtual or, a, you know, a, a yeah. paid staff member or consultant, whatever it is, uh, to do that. And make sure that you also have a business that you think about the cash flow to the point that you're not going to be spending every day doing the humdrum jobs. You've got to work on your business, on it, not in your business. Yeah. It is so easy to get sucked in working in it mm. and you've got to find a way of outsourcing those jobs so that you can grow your business by having time to, to work on it. Yeah. And what do you see in the future for My Christmas? Like this year, what's what's the current trend this year? What are you expecting to to sell out, I guess, in a way? Uh, Good question. I I mean, we're doing a lot of work with helping people understand how you can put things together. So that's where we always sort of differentiate ourselves from others. We're not just here's an ornament, Mm. do with it as you want. We'll say here's an ornament and here's a way of you might be able to create with it or do you like what we've done here so that they can buy whole kits. I think the future is that people are, as they continue to be time poor, they, if they see what they like, they just want to go, I'll just have that. And you give yep. them the answer and you give them a solution. And that might also be where work now, the two lovely ladies, um, Tasha and Cara, who uh, work with me doing the installs here and setting up the trees, they just set up a business, um, the Festive Stylist, where they're actually installing. And there's a lot more of that. So working with local installers, and when I say local, Australia-wide, to be able to offer clients the option of buying decorations and the whole solution. And here's someone who can install it because yeah. whether it's a business or a busy person at home, they might just go, I just want it solved. Just yeah. want it, yeah, so. What do you think that ratio is, not in a cash flow perspective, but for your business of selling products in an e-commerce position, but also the design and the actual helping people decorate? What do you think that comparison is? That's a good question. I would say at the moment it would be 10 to 15% of the business is me yeah. uh, taking calls, mm. chatting with clients, sending back photos, sending suggestions and then helping them put together a look. And then when you've got a client there like that, they're spending, you know, 1000 2000 $3,000. So they're spending a lot of money. Yeah. So you, therefore your average order value for anyone like that is generally higher than just yeah. uh, what's on the website. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'll let you get back to, I can imagine a busy day leading up to Christmas. Um, but have a Merry Christmas. Happy thank holidays. You. And thank we'll, you too. Thank you. We'll we'll see you later on. Thanks so much. Thanks, Nicole. Lovely here. Bye. Bye. Want to know more about when Nicole runs her business? Click Collective is a warehousing and co-working space built around the needs of an e-commerce community. On site, we have spaces for your warehouse, office, showroom, logistics, and a photography space. So we're a one-stop shop to run your business. 
You can head to our website to know more at clickcollective.com.au or check out our Instagram at clickcollective. <laughs>